Comedy ever again. I could still, what, like a teacher salary, a cop salary or something like that, but I do it traveling the world telling jokes. Like, okay, I'll take it. Like, <laughs> like um, yeah, nah. I could never be a bitter comedian. Oh, I should be doing this, or I should have this, or I should, no. Um, I shouldn't be doing this at all because it's not who I am. Like, I'm not a good center of attention person. Like, Stop not, touching everything. I have to fidget. Um, you have to give me something to play with. <laughs> How about a um, chicken wing? <laughs> Dang. Awesome. Okay, so I really like that. Um, I feel the same way. It's like I'm here to make people happy, and I want you know I want to be happy, not miserable. Yeah, no, nah, I can. I could never be one of those comics. I be I work on the ships a lot, and then like you run into those comics like, oh my gosh, I'm so sick of Honduras. I'm like, wow, you should probably like just die a little bit, like just kill yourself because how <laughs> how how yeah how could you be tired of traveling the world? Like even if I was a, even if I was going to the same places over again, over and over again, people do that every day. People go to the same job, clock in the same place, sit in the same cubicle every day. And your your cubicle, quote unquote, is Honduras. Like, come yeah. on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, you know. I saw that recently. I went to Honduras uh, on a cruise, but I wasn't. I had to pay for it. They didn't pay me <laughs> like you. <laughs> yeah, that's it's utterly ridiculous. Well, I want to get into it a little bit more, but hey, I wanted to welcome everybody back to Wings with Friends. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I am here with the amazingly talented, funny, and handsome. Comic Mike Paramore. Hello. I just have to take your word for that because it's a podcast. So that's why we can say whatever we want. <laughs> Hopefully I, your your followers trust you. Both of them, they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, what, about being I'm funny? Handsome. Oh, handsome. Yeah. You're a handsome guy. Stop it. I'm. I think at my best, I'm teddy bear cute. That's still cute. Uh, you don't want to be like lizard smart. But chicks don't want to, chicks are not banging teddy bears, though. Like, are you don't, they? They don't, chicks don't hump teddy bears. They hump, what do they hump? They cuddle teddy bears. Like, girls always want to cuddle me. And then my penis is hard, and they're like, this isn't, teddy bears aren't supposed to have this. <laughs> um, I feel like um, cuddling really is just a, another word for let's get it on. Because I've been tricked a lot when someone's like, I just want to cuddle. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Oops. But I don't... <laughs> I don't feel like you can. I don't feel like you can trick somebody into having sex. Like if you get there with the with adverse intent, and then you have sex, you still like wanted to have sex though. Like fine, but you didn't like. <laughs> it's not like oh, I I feel this penis, but I don't wanna. We're going straight to the penis, like right at the top of I, this podcast. It's, it's been a good three peni so far. Three peni that I've said. I've said three peni. Is what's, it peni what's or penises? I, a peni is fine, but what's <laughs> that a measure of? Three peni is... That's how many times I've said penis. Oh, I thought it was like... I thought you were saying like like one peni might be like two and a half months, and it's been three peni since you've, um, you know, smashed. Why would I gauge it in penis, though? That's... I don't understand that either. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> Why would you assume that and go straight <laughs> for that and then reply as though it was a certainty? I apologize, Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, we had some really great wings here today from Buffalo Wild Wings. We did. 
So this episode is going to be bourbon honey mustard. Sweet. Did you like it? I did like it. It was smooth. Yeah. A smooth like a like a like a lady's shoulders. I like it. Like a lady. Hold on. I'm like, are mine smooth? <laughs> smooth. Ladies have smooth shoulders. I, <laughs> I'm very observational. You are. Ladies have very smooth shoulders. Like ladies, you need to accent your shoulders, ladies. Okay, good advice. Well, lately that cold shoulder uh, top has been very in, which I hate. Or you'll be wearing like a sweater and then there's like a cutout of your shoulder and it's like... Oh, your shoulder's cut out? That yeah. does it Do you like time. that? That's awesome. I don't I, like it. I like obscure body parts. Like what? What's your other favorite obscure body part? I love shoulders. I love the back of knees. You got a <laughs> sexy knee back. That's dope. Do you ever find like a hair that hasn't been shaved on the back of the knee for like six months? <laughs> oh my goodness. Because that's what's behind my knee. Because <laughs> you don't that's always notice how? it. Because you don't always notice it. I feel like you still have to like if you shave your legs, it's still a part of your legs. You can't like <laughs> not see it or it, not do I it. I can't see it. Definitely can't see it. But every once in a while, I'll I'll shave back there, and there's like a hair like this big, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> It happens. Okay, so <laughs> back of the knees are no longer it, sexy. I don't think it happens. What else is sexy obscure? Oh man, it's some, it's some. I think collarbones, mm. but I think that's like typical though. I think people like collarbones. Yeah, I always like collarbones, and then I realized I was too chubby to have a good one. Like you can't really see mine because it's just too much. It's just. Do you more, like when I'm just applying this all to myself? It's like just more licking to get to the collarbone. That's all. You just have to lick harder. <laughs> <laughs> you just require harder licking. That's all. It's not a like, bad thing. So it's more like you're feeling it out. Not. It's not really a visual thing. It's a texture thing at that point. <laughs> <laughs> texture. You have very textured collarbones. I love that we're getting right into this because I think it's like a core of your comedy is is about relationships or lack of relationships, uh, stuff like that. Where does that come from? Is that's just it's you? Just my, me being a fan of how men and women's brains work. Um, and how they how that correlates to one another. I, I just think it's super fascinating the weird things we think and the weird ideas that we carry into interactions with each other. So it's so weird. I would like to say like the non-correlation because I feel like men and women are just two ships passing in the night. We just can't seem to get it right. Well, that's... And it's not even about getting it right. It's about mindset. It's about your perspective. Everybody thinks that they have it figured out or they've been told through the years what they should and shouldn't do. And so they try to apply that to nowadays. And it's like, just you're thinking too much. Just meet a person and have a coffee and conversation. Like, stop trying to apply meaning to everything. They won't go with me. That's why. <laughs> like, I try this, okay? And I know you're so... I'm going to cry. No, um, you try. They don't want to have coffee with me. I have to trick you to have wings with me. I'm like, you oh, this try, whole podcast. You try. See, people people make it out to where a, a date is like this huge thing. And it's not. It's That's why online dating is so cool because it it instifies. I made it up. It instifies the... The meeting process, mm -hmm. which we fought, which we overcomplicate in real life. It's efficient. It should be very easy to take you out and very hard to hurt you. And women make it extremely the opposite. It's very easy to hurt a girl and insanely hard to get to know her. And it should be the opposite. 
Like you can't, you it should be, I should be able to just walk up to you and say, hey babe, let's go get something to eat real quick. And then okay, you say yes because I'm a human being and I've gotta go cares? find the right outfit. I've gotta make sure I who look good. I gotta if, smell good. Like girls are like, oh well, I can't, you know, I don't see you as my husband, so I'm not gonna go out and eat oh. with you. It's like you supposed to women, if you're a single woman, you're supposed to be on a date or coffee or lunch or something almost every other day. Because it's so funny to me. You run into these girls who, oh, men are this and men are that. And then you ask them, how many men did you date this year? Oh, I was like, three. But nobody's asking, In a Mike. year? Nobody's asking. But you're the sought-after party. You don't have to just wait for someone That's to ask. That's what I think. Oh. Why are you waiting for someone to ask? You're the problem. Sorry, like, I have to ask. I'm sorry I'm making this personal. First, I know. Well, let me clear this up. I give relationship advice because people probably listen to me thinking this dude is ridiculous. I give relationship advice on the radio often. I'm a psychology major. This is what I do. Okay. I just happen to be a comic. So this just is what happen- I do. You so just this happen is where, to be This is points. why you should be paying attention. I'm paying attention. So, <laughs> so, so when you only wait for a man to come to you, you are breeding the type of man that you don't want because only a certain type of man is going to walk up to you. Hey, baby, cat calling and come here. Let me take you out. Most good men respect beauty and respect you too much. And we're nervous to walk up to you and say, hey, let's do something unless you give us a green light. I have a whole thing about this. I made a video about it. It's a pretty funny video. It's called the green light theory. Even if you don't, it, men should not be in charge of getting girls. That's that's ridiculous. Like it's it's you should never let a man pick you. It's borderline irresponsible letting a man pick you. So, but if you are too, let's say, nervous to approach a guy, then give him a green light to approach you. What are the green lights? This is it, what I need it to dep- know. It depends on the guy. It depends on the girl. But you have to let him know. That or at least open up the opportunity, uh, a smile or something, and then you build on that. Like for example, if he's holding a book, or you know, ask him about the book, or if he if ask him for directions to a place you don't need to go, just to open up conversation. You know what I'm saying? Right. How do you get to such and such? Just to open up, and and then that gives him talking, and then then he gives then that gives him room or a green light to have that conversation because we don't know how to start it. No man knows how to walk up to a girl and just and just start a conversation and create something out of nothing, especially the ones that respect women and beauty. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. And I think this is really valuable stuff for the people who listen to my podcast. I feel like I do this already and nothing. But it's kind of, isn't it kind of very pointed though? I think you pick, you pick the guys you want. And then you do a lot of weird stuff to get their attention. <laughs> what do you mean weird stuff? <laughs> so how, what's your picking process, though? Like Just whoever I'm attracted to or I'm interested in. And then you'll give them a green light? I try to. What's your green light? Hey. <laughs> I well, it's it's, it's going to be complicated for you because you're a comic, so people don't know how to read it. But as a normal person, as a normal person, like stuff like that is enough. You know what I mean? But you're a comic, so people don't know whether you're playing or not. Also, you also have a setback is that you are a white girl. I'm half Mexican. White girls have a unique issue that (laughs) a white girl liking you and a white girl not liking you looks exactly the same. (laughs) 
There is no difference. It looks exactly the same. White girls are so nice and polite. They will talk to you all night. They will have a conversation with you. You will find out like intimate details about their life and then them not like you at all. (laughs) <laughs> like you try to close the deal Like hey we should Let me get your number da, da, da. It's like I have a boyfriend Why are you talking to me For guys 45 minutes Guys do that minutes? too I think guys do this too actually I'm gonna clap back a little bit If that is the right way To use that term um, Because there'll be guys That I'll talk to And I'm like Oh my gosh He's like really feeling me Or he thinks I'm really funny And great And like by the end, way end of the conversation, you hear something about, oh, I'm engaged or I have a girlfriend. And I think they just like the attention. But are you talking about are you talking about cordial conversation with a slight with a slight flirting aspect? Or are you talking about like I don't know, Mike. It's just talking. Because flirting is flirting is a language. Some people just flirt. That doesn't mean they like you. I think guys just like the attention or they like to think that they could. For example, I'll give end, you an example. Okay. okay. For example, I was after a show. This was my last straw. This was when I said to myself, unless a white girl hands me her panties, I don't think she likes me. So <laughs> I was it was after a show and I was featuring. The headliner was on stage. I was outside of the showroom sitting on my table, sitting on my merch. This girl walks out of the showroom into the bathroom. She sees me on her way back from the bathroom, comes over to say hi. We end up talking for the entire time the headliners on stage. So she's supposed to be in a show, but she's choose that she paid for her, that she and she's choosing to stand out here and talk to me. And it wasn't a regular conversation. By the end of this conversation, I knew her panty size. What? Like we were we were having a racy conversation. Okay, yeah, that would tell me that she's ready to move this exactly, to another right? level. Exactly. Then what happened? So Headliner, you hear the applause for the headliner about to leave the stage. And I was like, okay, let me try to, you know, close this deal or whatever. I'm like, I think, I can't remember what I said. Something along the lines of, I don't, I don't want this to be the last time I see you or something like that. Let's see each other more, whatever. And she said, uh, she was like, oh, well, I have a boyfriend. <sighs> and here, so here's, here's, here's my thing. So I, my first thought was, what is wrong with you? Second thought was, oh, okay. Maybe she's just telling me she has a boyfriend because she wants me to know that it can't be anything serious, that she's just interested in me. Maybe she's you know in a long relationship and sometimes she gets some D on the side, whatever. But there's no way we've been having this conversation, yeah. the conversation that we've been having, and she's not interested. Yeah. So I'm like, so my first thought was, okay, she's just letting me know she has somewhere to be. She can't. Like, be my girlfriend for the weekend or, like, whatever. She's just like, hey, I have a boyfriend. Just let you know. So just warning me. Not canceling it. Just warning me. I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, I said something along the lines of, like, okay, well, I'm sure we could come up with an excuse of why you came home late tonight. Something (laughs) something like that. And she said, uh, well, he's in the showroom. I was like, so, bitch, you've been missing for 45 minutes? (laughs) You left your dude, went to the bathroom, been out here having this racy conversation, and he's sitting in there by himself watching the comic that he paid for you to cozy. Like, I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm done. I can't, no, I'm done. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. You like, that's, that would never, ha- and I don't think, I don't think there's like better or worse when it comes to race or whatever. It's just that, like, white girls are so nice and polite and will talk to you. And people think that like black girls are mean, but it's like, okay, I'll take that. Like, cause if you're talking it's to honest. a black girl for more than three minutes, she likes you. And there's no, like there's, there's it's unequivocal. She likes you. Like right. she'll make up a boyfriend, make up a reason to leave. Like, <laughs> it's like, 
hey, what's your name, girl? My boyfriend calls me Tiffany. It's like, what? <laughs> is that your name? Like, it's, you're just not, you're just not wasting, you're not talking to her sure, for 30, sure. 45 minutes. You know, this is really deep stuff because, but the only thing I can offer as a, a response, the more you talk about this, I'm thinking about it. I think we, I'll just say as women, I don't know about if I talk for all white girls, um, we like the attention. And I'm okay and with that. And that's not fair. I think that's why flirting is a language, because people just love to speak. It's awesome. And that's okay. But I think you have to... Because some guys will flirt with you just because. Just tell him up front, like, we're having a great conversation, but I just want you to know I have a boyfriend. And if he chooses to continue that conversation with you, that's great. Like, you got the attention when he thought you were pretty and he walked up to what you. But if you don't have a boyfriend, you're just like, I'm not going to fuck you. You should fuck him. But that's not a fucking every single thing but out that's there. Not a, but that's not a that should never be an assumption. So you shouldn't have to say I'm not fucking you because panties should never be an assumption. Like <laughs> so if a man is assuming, but that's the that's the downside of waiting for a guy to come get you. That's the guy who's going to approach yeah, you. Yeah, I get that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I like get that. Like you your women are breeding the guy that they hate. They're like, they're like, oh, I hate this type of guy, but you're only giving him the attention. Mm-hmm. Like you're only, mm-hmm. he's the only one you, I want a guy to show initiative and come talk to me. And I, I don't want to have to talk to him. It's like, okay, well, then you're going to meet the same dude over and over again. You're going to meet the dude. Or who's you're okay. just going to have that dude is the only one that's going to be in your life. And he's not going to be giving you what you want. And it's so, it's so crazy how, like I said, you participate. You're creating the monster that you hate. Women are like Frankenstein. Like they're cre- they're creating <laughs> the monster that's trying to kill them. Like, <laughs> like stop. Fair enough. Fair enough. I now I know what I've been doing wrong. But wait, it's cuffing season right now. You know. <laughs> okay. So this is a nice time of year. I mean, I get to go on a lot of dates. I get to do a lot of things. Um, and it's going to be done. Arizona cuffing season is abbreviated. It's just the two, first two weeks of December because it's hot here. <laughs> True. Like, it's not that cold. Um, but uh, so it's a little different here because probably, you know, once Christmas is over, done. 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 And then it's Lonely it's Island. It is a short cuffing season. So you got to take it while you can. Um, it's my favorite time of the year. I don't know, man. I just think, I don't know. Like I told you before. When Netflix and chill became a bad thing, that was the worst day of my life because <laughs> I love those two things, literally. Like, I'm a homebody, so I'm okay with cuffing season. I'm okay, but but you can't just ask a girl to come chill no more because she thinks she want but, sex now. But you did want sex. You don't... It's not a necessity. It's not a... It's not a... It's not a expectation a lot of times. Like, if I... Like, like I, I was saying before, like... A lot of times I'll invite a girl over just because I don't want to be in public with you. Like, I just don't want to. So you don't like her? I, I, like, Are I just don't want to put clothes on. Like, maybe oh, I'm just lazy. It's not about her. It's about you. Yeah, I just don't want to put clothes on. Like, so just come over. I don't want to have sex with you. If I, like, if you were, like, if you were, like, important enough for me to want to have sex with, then I probably would have put on clothes and then went out with you and just tried to get you to come back to my place after. But if I just invite you over, it's probably just because I just don't want to go out. But then, so get, don't, you should never take that advice with a regular dude though. Okay. <laughs> Let me clear this up. I am a, <laughs> I'm a comedian that travels 30 weeks out of the year. So when I'm home, I most of the time don't want to go out. So it really has nothing to do with the girl. 
I just rather you just come over and we talk and we chill. And it doesn't that mean sex. I have no, no like expectations for sex at all. I just my job is going out. My job is sure. networking. Being my job on. is drinking and having fun and fake smiling and da da da. So in my off time, I want to just sit and do nothing. I know most people have are normal human beings and like they work during the day and yeah. the weekend and the night they want to go out. I'm the opposite. Like on my off time, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just sit right here and not move. <laughs> and that I makes know that's, sense. And I know that that doesn't really mesh with. No, I'm deeply offended. <laughs> um, the times I've gone on internet dating, or the last time I did, I was like, you know, I just want to date. I want to go out and I want to date. And that's hard to do. Like, everyone's like, hey, come over. And I'm like, I haven't even freaking met you yet. You're a stranger. Well, that's what, I, but so I, I never understood why that upsets women. I get why you don't want to do it. And I, and, and I think that women are the sought after party. So they, women don't understand how much they are in control. I wish I had known when like I was younger. 98% in control of a situation. Why like am men, I still don't have what I want? Men cannot do anything that you don't let them do. Stop being mad because a man, if I, I can get let's mad. Say, let's say if I only see pictures of you, right? If I only see pictures of you, right? And you, and I'm, women always have their angles. I know it's, it's usually 98 degrees north, 28 degrees south. Every single woman, every single woman has the same angle. <laughs> the up in the air, slightly bent elbow. I Stop get it. telling our secrets. I get it. But <laughs> it's, it's how much of that lets me know who you are or it just lets me know that you're like delicious. Like if I only see pictures, then I'm going to want to taste it. I'm not going to want to like... Oh. You see what I'm saying? Like, so a I man's... Don't, I don't agree with standing up for these guys, though. But no, it's not even about standing up for them. It's about letting a woman know how much control she has and how unaffected she should be by what a man wants. Because what a man wants matters nothing. It matters zero. It doesn't matter what we want. It ma- We're after you. Your beauty draws us in. So we're there. We're caught. And now you get to dictate the terms. You, he's you make it try. sound so perfect, but once you get it, then you're not interested anymore. He's, but you, what I'm saying is you don't have to give it to him. That's, you don't, don't give it to him. You are in control. If a man comes to you and say, hey, baby, I want you to come over. It's like, nah, if you want to see me, you're going to go to Starbucks at noon. And he's going to be like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not, he's... He's going to express himself based off of the information that he has. Men are not smart. We do not project future. We look at the information that's in front of us and we draw a conclusion. You're beautiful. Please come over. Those are, that's it. It's not you're beautiful. I bet our kids are going to be gorgeous. I should probably treat you right and get you flowers. No, that's futuristic. We don't think futuristically. We think with the information that's in front of us. Beautiful, uh, caveman, come over. Like, that's sure. it. So... You use your beauty to get my attention. Once you have my attention, you do with me what you please. Like, make me take you out. Like, you're in control. He's going to want to come over. He's going to push back on the going out and doing all other stuff because all he knows about you is that you're beautiful. So he's operating on the information he has. It's up to you to force the other information. Men are primal creatures. It's not a bad thing. I think we're designed the way we're designed because we match so well. Men are men are primal, so we are like 
We're, 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 we're the here and now. We're going we're gonna to kill what we need to kill and eat what we need to eat. Women are the planners. Women are like, okay, don't eat all that right now because we need something for tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we mesh perfectly. I brought the shit to eat. You tell me when to eat it. Like we're, like we're built the way we're built for a reason. And so, like I said, men are going to operate in that moment with, with the information that's in front of them. And what's in front of them is a beautiful woman. You have to understand that that's not, you shouldn't be angry about that. That's the, what you want. You, you caught them in your Venus fly vagina traps. <laughs> <laughs> and now you get to do with them what you, what you please. Make them take you out. You don't have to accept what a man offers you. You are the prize. Okay, okay, Mike. Mike, I'm going to have to listen to this over and over again for a second. <laughs> so <laughs> you make a lot of sense. I mean, in a perfect world. Um, or I don't, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel like it's working like that for me, but you are now I know why you're so perceptive. Like I can see where it comes from because, um, I had the pleasure of giving you a ride home from Flagstaff or a ride to the airport. So we had a couple hours. Shout out big uh, pine festival. It was so much fun. You, me and Mark Anthony synagoga. We workshop jokes. <laughs> we talked, and I was talking about my crush that I didn't get, and you were, and like I didn't even meet you really until like the last third or fourth night, mm-hmm. and and we didn't even really talk, and then we high fived the first day I got there because you thought I was somebody else. I thought you were a different Mike, and then at the the last day we like talked and realized I'm the, a different black dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> But then you just, and then we were talking about my crush, and then you just said it. And I was like, how the hell do you know? And it's that you're perceptive, you're, you're very perceptive. Yeah. Don't you dare name names. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I'm very observational. I'm, I'm a quiet person, back of the room, back of the bus type of dude, and I see things. I'm, I, I just pay attention. My favorite fictional character is Sherlock Holmes. House is my favorite TV show. Like, I, I, love I really love diagnosticians and, and, and deciphering and, 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 and making conclusions based off of very little information. So it was just, yeah, it was, it was clear. And um, people think you're so smart when you get it right. Right. And it's so funny because <laughs> people only pay attention when you get it right. Because if yeah. you get it wrong, it's like you weren't supposed to know that anyway, so they just kind of gloss over it. But when you get it right, they're like, what the hell? Clever. So you only get it, you only get really get it right. If you're really, really like a genius, you only get it right like 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. But like people don't really pay attention to the 30 because like you weren't supposed to get it anyway. So they're like, oh, right. uh-huh. he just didn't know. Well, I'm over that crush because the least attractive thing or the thing I find least attractive in men is when they're not into me. <laughs> but that's, Just so, kidding. So here's my, here's my thing. I'm a, I'm, so I'm going to drop some science on you real quick. Okay. Right? So the woman that finds happiness in life with another person is not the woman who is good at picking the right guy. It's the girl who's good at getting rid of the wrong guy. Mm. If you can cycle out, identify, and expedite the getting rid of process with the wrong guy, you will have a much happier life. If you can cancel out that dude, bounce, and then move on. Because you have to realize, if you, because women, hope is a, is a woman's greatest strength and her greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. If you give, a, if you give a, a, a hope will have a good woman, get her through the tough times of a great relationship but it would also keep a good woman in a horrible relationship because he keeps giving her hope you know what my dad says about hope what you can hope in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up first your dad is very descriptive (laughs) Uh, he's a very 
he's a he's a he's a storyteller. <laughs> that guy, that dad of Mary, Mary's dad, that that guy. Uh, but <laughs> but you, if you look at it like if you look at it like your dream guy is guy you know fifty seven or whatever in your life, and you're still trying to hung up on the halfway decent dude at twenty six, you're never going to get to that guy. Mm. It's it's it, it's not we're not good at picking people. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we're, we're, we're biased. We're caught up on certain things. If you, we have expectations and it's hard to get rid of a person's expectations, but that's the best thing you can do is get rid of your expectations. How you think your life is supposed to be will always keep you from what your life could be. Right. So if you are stuck on that one guy who's like half of the things that you want and you won't get rid of them, y'all, on and off a year. It's like, nah, leave that dude alone and move on. Like the girl, like I said, I'll repeat it. The girl that's ending up happy, finding her happily ever after is not the girl who's good at picking the right guy. Mm-hmm. It's the girl that's good at getting rid of the wrong guy quickly and yeah. moving on, like, next. I, I That's kind of been my thing this year. I turned 40 this year, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to linger on anybody. It's going to be like, yes, no, all right, I'm moving on. Like, I can't afford to have, like, these three-year-long crushes anymore or, like, you know, I'm just going to move on. Mm. Now, secretly, I hope that because I've moved on, that whole caveman thing will come in and they see me with somebody else and they'll be like, wait, <laughs> she liked me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's a thing, right? Uh, yeah, men are definitely territorial. Territorial. Absolutely. Yeah. So now that's just a, a little bit of side thing that I'm hoping to have. That actually turns me very much on. I love for people to want my girl. That's oh. sexy to me. No, I'm just talking about guys who don't like me and then they see me with somebody else and they're like, wait, she used to like me. She used to bring me wings. Now she's bringing him wings. Oh I want that. I want. I, but, that. You, but you I, don't. I know. But you're making yourself a um, a conquest. You don't want to do that. That's why I hated Steve Harvey's book. All it did was make girls goals. Like if you give a man goals, he's going to meet the goals. And then done. Yeah. And what's stop, next? Stop. Stop challenging the hunter. You can't yeah. challenge the hunter. We're going to meet the challenge. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's dumb. <laughs> what are you talking about? I meet that oh, challenge. Oh, you got to wait these many days. I'm going to wait those many days. Now that I know what I can count down to, you think I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I need vagina so much. I cannot wait. If you have 10 girls in that queue, then you're fine. Just space them out that yeah, many days. No, think like a man. That was so dumb. <laughs> so, okay. So I love, you have a really great clip on Drybar. Was it the worst date? Uh, a bad date, yeah. Bad date. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a ton of views, which I think is, is, is so hot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you got a lot of views. People love it. Tell me about this joke and why do people love it so much? Um, why do people love it so much? I'm not sure. I think maybe because it's relatable. Everybody's been on bad dates. Everybody's like, uh, man, I didn't know I didn't like that until I actually took it out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> or I didn't know I liked that. I didn't like that quality or whatever. And, uh, so that's kind of super relatable, and it's just my experience with that, like taking a girl out and realizing, oh, I don't really like loud and obnoxious. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> thought I the, did. Just the readiness to argue, because it's, it's mm. I think it's, I think it's degrees uh, of of everything. So I'm a very quiet guy, and I used to think this is the difference between knowing what you want and knowing what you need. I used to want a girl who was quiet, who I didn't have to like 
you know, words don't always have to be in the air. Just be comfortable <laughs> in silence and let's just hold each other, sit here and chill. That's what I wanted. But then I found out, like, the more I got mature, I'm like, you need a girl who can have a conversation by herself. Like, <laughs> somebody talkative who you can just chime in every now and again. What? uh <laughs> Swear. That's my parents. No. <laughs> no way. She didn't. <laughs> and she just goes on you and on. You do that too well. <laughs> and she just goes on and on and on. That's what I need. Like, I may want somebody who can be quiet, but I need somebody who's going to, like, force me to get off my butt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to have suggestions and who's going to force me to do things I don't want to do. Like, I've only been, like, halfway in love one time, and it was this girl who was just this hippie girl who always wanted to do stuff and was always in this great mood and she always wanted to I'm like ugh like I thought the girl that you think I don't want to be around that girl was the girl that I was like alright this is dope like I'm at pumpkin festivals and like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay so this is what I need That's, uh, that made me find out what I needed versus Ooh, what I wanted that's interesting I needed somebody to like be like alright Mike get up like I get it you work but get up and she was like this person who just always wanted to go to weird stuff, do weird things. And I'm like... Was she kind of weird? Because I'm super weird. Oh, she was super weird. But that's my thing. Did she thing. smell weird? I love weird. I'm a weird dude. Really? I, there is nothing sexier to me than weird. I love weird. I love like, a Like weird how? Because there's like weird, oh, I like to go to the space camp. Or weird like, I want to... Well, to yeah. me... To me <laughs> Most weird people can entertain themselves. Mm. Like, most weird people are like, they'll do something and then laugh at themselves. Like, I love for people to just laugh at themselves, to not take themselves so seriously. Mm -hmm. Because, you you know, you date the beautiful girl who's always done up and who's always, you know, she's great. You know, she's awesome. But it's like, mm, Mm -hmm. you're, like, very much a lot of, like, maintenance and, like, a lot of the fun is on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're just you're you're in charge of the, you know, appearances, the Ornaments. aesthetics. Yeah. And I have to do all of the like fun stuff and it's like, nah. I need somebody else to make be goofy and make me laugh. Yeah. And... I see that. So I just... I'm very much attracted to weirdness. If you can be weird. And she was just super weird. Like she was like like a hippie. She was in the essential oils like different uh-huh. Different shapes of the moon meant different things. Like she was, you learned a lot. <laughs> she was super weird. She was super weird. She's like, I, I and she hadn't. She said had an oil for everything. I'm like, I'm hungry. I have an <laughs> oil that you can put on your stomach. I'm like, just give me food. Like you don't have to, <laughs> don't spray oil on my stomach. Just feed me. Stop being weird. But yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I'm so. So why are you still single then? Like I bet all of my people are gonna be like, Mary, that guy. Who is he? Give me his number. No, people. People don't like the weird guy. Don't you're not. I don't think you're that weird though. I'm pretty weird. Now. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was like I really like the meme that you um, you your friend created and you had them create one for you or like that you put out about like boyfriend for hire for the holidays. <laughs> you must have gotten a lot of responses or offers just putting that out there. That well, none of them were serious, but yeah, you, it was a couple of DMs that were about that. <laughs> uh, most of the, most people just left comments about it, but yeah, it was. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was kind of something that went out of control. Like a friend, I didn't even do it. Like it wasn't even mine. Like a friend of mine saw it and was like, Mike, this is awesome. I'm like, that is awesome. Please put my face on it and I'll post it. And then I did. And then people like it just kind of went crazy. I thought it was getting like a couple hundred likes or whatever, but it got like, it went nuts. Like thousands. I, one of my friends, I, I messaged you and you probably were like, who is this texting me? Like another thirsty hoe from the 623 area code. I don't even know where that is. Anyway, you probably had all those thoughts. But uh, my girlfriends were talking about it, and I was like, I know him! I know him! I gave him a red! From Flagstaff to Phoenix! Anyway, I, maybe that's just... Anyway. So, yeah, it was, it was really popular and endearing. Yeah, it was... Yeah, no, I, I mean... I, I feel like my life is awesome on paper, but it's not applicable. Like, I... My life is kind of extraordinary, <clears throat> So it takes an extraordinary woman to be a part of my life. And most people don't want to live extraordinary lives. It's scary to live an extraordinary life. I live one and it's scary. Like, I don't know where my next check is coming from. I don't know where my bill, but it's like, you know. But it's extraordinary. But I'm worried about that, like, at sea. So it's. <laughs> so, so you it's do like, a lot of cruise ships. I want to talk yeah. about that a little bit. And by the way, like you will find somebody. I like hearing you talk. Not a lot of girls want to sign up for my life, though. Like I live. Are you the, kidding? I live the life like because it's it's scary for girls. Like I live a life where it's a legitimate possibility that our second date will be in a city that neither one of us ever been in, or our our third date is going to be on a cruise. Like, well, I think if the you're hard not willing thing to is travel, if you're not willing to travel and come see me and visit, then it's not going to work. Okay, so I think the hard thing is there is, like, like to me, that's very exciting, but I also have to work my nine to five so that I can right. afford to do that. So so I can see why that can be difficult. Yeah. Um, but I love it. You do a lot of cruise ships. Um, did I tell you I go on a lot of cruises? You did not. I do. My friends and I, we apparently are 65 years old, and we go on the cruises too much. I think it's just easy. And, um, like I go with a guy who I'm just friends with. Everybody thinks we're more, but we're not. And, uh, sometimes other people, but a cruise works well for us because we don't need, like, we do all the activities. We do everything. Like we don't need cuddle time. We just, we want to go do things. We go to all the shows, go to all the comedy shows. That'd be cool if I saw you on a cruise. What, what cruise line do you do mostly? Uh, mostly Norwegian. Um, but I just got the nod or the yes or been accepted to Carnival. I'll cool. do my first Carnival cruise in January. Cool. But mostly Norwegian. I like, um, I, Carnival's stand-up game is really strong, I think. I don't know. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't met, haven't really met the guys yet. I've, I've known a couple of guys that have been on Carnival, um, <clears throat> and I hear that it's more of a party ship. So yeah. I guess, I think that they go a little bit harder on comedy than maybe the ship that's just like, Old people and they uh, just like old people and they don't mind it and uh, so they get like an old white guy who just has a bunch of ship jokes. <laughs> yeah, there there is sometimes it feels like the comic is somebody out to pasture or like they're just done <laughs> working the clubs, but they're very funny. They just um like their punchliner is it the punchliner uh, comedy club on Carnival? I think it's Carnival's punchline. Yeah. Punchliner, but it, um, is headliners. Okay, well I was on Royal. I've done Royal the last couple ones. And their club seemed kind of small, but they did have a specific club. I guess it depends on the size of the ship you're on. But on Carnival, I always liked it was in like a really big room. Um, and everybody's just happy and drinks are flowing. Yes, they get a little like, oh, I want to be part of the show. And that's freaking annoying. 
Yeah, um, I personally don't mind that because you do so many shows that you you only have with so much material. So I like being able to talk to the audience and and because that makes each show different, each yeah. show personable, uh, and. And people take take away from that. They're like, that show was like tailored for us. Yeah. Like, that was kind of awesome. I'm gonna go back. And that's a catch twenty two, because you do well. People come to their shows over and over again. Like I'll have at the end of the week, people tell me they saw me five times. And I'm like, that's don't why don't do that. stop don't <laughs> don't do that. I don't want you to do that because I am not supposed to be doing like the crowd work I do. Like there are several uh, times I've leaves I've left stage thinking. I, that was it. I'm about to get fired. <laughs> I hear a lot of comics on cruises talk about that, so, or they joke about it, so I'm like, it must be a real thing. It's just oh keeping gosh. the cruise line happy. They get rid of you instantly, and they don't even take you home. You get off the boat where you got fired. What? It, it, and, <laughs> and you getting home is on you. <gasps> oh, that must be 100%. in the contract then. 100%. That's so scary. You get, all, you, get, you get fired in Belize. You are in Belize that night. <laughs> It is a wrap. Wow. Um, That's why a lot of comics just don't want to risk it. So they have their same set and they do it every show. And they, even for their adult show, if they'll take the clean show and just throw a couple cuss words in it. Like it's the same thing Mm because they know that this is okay and this won't get me fired. And the cruise ship doesn't really mind it. They just want you to have a different set for the theater and then one for the club. Because there's 4,000 people on the ship, 5,000 people on the ship. And in... In theory, there's supposed to not be a whole lot of room for repeats. You know what yeah. I mean? But people who like comedy are gonna go the comedy, and people right. who like the freaking animals right. are nice. So it's it's you have the same you have the same the same people that come see you over and over again. So yeah. a lot of people like the originality, and a lot of people, a lot of comics are like, I ain't. Messing up my money, trying sure. to sure, and that's that's interesting because that's where the business and the art really <clears throat> like like cross paths, and it's like, uh, well, it is a business versus being true to art and entertaining, where you're like, I gotta make sure I can continue. What is? I mean, like I said, comedy is an art, but same as any other art, if you want to use your art to get paid, you're gonna have to be, you know, a kind of a slut a little bit and do <laughs> what other people want you to right. do versus what your art wants you to do. I mean. It's it's very like even when you start doing like the New York LA thing, um, it, it, one of the things that shocked me was how little being funny had to do with the comedy business. Like it's, it's what is it then? It's networking. Who you know? You're you are comedy is like fourth or fifth on the list of things you need to be to make it in comedy. Funny is like fourth or fifth. Like if you you're much better off being able to network, make friends, uh, uh, have a great agent. Like all that stuff will get you way further. Than being funny, like mm-hmm. it's a, it's, uh, it's not a. I'm using the term boys' club because that you know gets my point across. But it's not so much men; it's women too. But it's just like a boys' club atmosphere. Like right. my friend, Clicks. like anybody you see blow up, they it's a string of people they know along the way. It's mm-hmm. never going to be somebody. Oh, they're funny. I plucked them out of Detroit, or I plucked them out of Cleveland, and now they're funny. No, it's like I knew this person who knew this person who put me on this show, who put me, in, and, I, and then I met that person. They introduced me to that person. That's how I became this person. So, it's 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 very much networking, making friends, uh, cultivating those relationships, knowing who to know, and like yeah. But I mean, that's the business. I'm sure it's been like that forever. I can't be too too. Uh, 
it's not like something you'd be upset about. Like I'm right. not good at networking, so like I can't be mad at the people who are. So. Is that the advice you would give somebody who's maybe at my phase or stage in comedy where like no and make advice? friends with as many people as you possibly can. Make friends and then and then simultaneously work on being funny because you do want to be funny once you get those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Because I can't. I mean, you better be a hell of a friend if you're not. Funny I feel like at people want to <laughs> talk to you and be friends with you if you're funny. Mm. My first year doing this, nobody talked to me until after my set. And they're like, oh, hey. Yeah. And I was like, thanks. Like, because they have something to connect with you on. It's just mm. like I said. It's Don't a, it's stand up for those, them. Don't stand those, up for them. <laughs> it's one of those green light situations like I was telling about dating. I mean, people, most people won't say anything to you until they have a common ground to say something to you about. Like, it's hard for me to talk to industry who haven't seen me do a set. Like, what am I going to tell you? Hey, I'm another comic. The, I'm the 45th comic you've met today. Hi, like you don't think if we're in a club and we're all comics, we don't have anything to connect on. Not until I see you do a set. I'm not gonna conversate. I'm just with saying you that not... people won't talk to you unless you're funny. Like after they see you, they go, "Oh, okay, she's funny. I'll talk to her." Right, because that's the green light. That's their end. Aww. That's their the congratulations. You're too that's, nice. Hey, like... good set is their end. Like yeah. if I if you're just if I just see you and somebody says that's a comedian, um, okay. I walk up to you and say, "Comedian is crazy." Me too. Right? <laughs> Me too, comedy. Comedy is so crazy, right? No, it's like <laughs> you see a bit, you thought a bit was funny. Hey, man, that thing you said about such and such, that was great, man. How long you been? Like, you, you, you're, you're interested. You want to know. Okay, you know what fine. I mean? You're so, so good and nice. <laughs> you're making me be less I just cynical. Think the humor, I think people put, I mean, I don't know, humor and interaction is funny to me. Hey, let me ask you about some wings so that we can earn our wings today. <laughs> um, do you, what's your favorite flavor? Like, we had, honey mustard like bourbon honey mustard but if you were going out with your friends or a date like what what's your favorite wing I honestly like new things I love trying new things when I go no matter where I go different country different state I always try to find something that's only in that place mm-hmm. so I love new stuff but my my fallback is always honey mustard anything with honey mustard or oh, parmesan okay. anything with honey mm. mustard anything with parmesan I'll get that I like a good garlic parmesan if it's yeah. buttery yeah any anything that's wet I do I don't you like, like a wet rolls. wing I like a I like a good moist item <laughs> Okay, and that's a, that's one of my questions too. Are you a dry dry or wet wing? Yeah, I'm a I'm a moist. I like a good moist wing, moist things around my mouth. Um, <laughs> Do you like a drummy or a flat? A drum. You like the drum? Oh, good. Because when I was stealing your wings when you weren't looking, I would steal the wings. Yeah, I I actually that was the basis of my very first relationship. <laughs> what was the fact that I like we, we would get wings and she'd eat all the 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 wings and I would eat all the drums and uh, you're meant for each and other. I was just like, okay, so how is Jesus not telling us we're together? Like that's clear. Like why you know why else would this be a thing? That is true. You find the drummy to your flat. We talk about that on a lot of episodes, um, mm-hmm. and most of the time it works. But other people are like, I don't care, or it doesn't matter, or whatever. But like, if you finding somebody who's a drummy in their flat, so yeah. we're pretty compatible then. <laughs> um, do you do ranch or blue cheese? Yes. <laughs> do you um, like them both? Yeah, I will. I will definitely do both. I will alternate. I'm a sauce dude. If I can, yeah. if I can dip something in it, I like it. That's yeah. If I can dip something in it <laughs> what's like the perfect amount of wings like if you know you're 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 hungry 
You're gonna go eat. Jeez, that depends on the. Is, is there a game on? Am I in a rush? Like that. That yeah. has so many. Well, what's your perfect wing experience? Is it a game or is it a party? My perfect wing experience would be like a lot of wings that I'm eating in shame by myself. That would be like the best case scenario. So because I always I'm a I'm a buffet hoverer. Mm-hmm. So anytime I'm at it, because I don't I'm not good at socializing. I'm not good at talking to people. So anytime I'm at an event and they have like food, I'm the dude by the food that's taking it individually and putting it on my plate and then eating that one thing and then I repeat that process. Like a lot of one thing? No, just one thing at a time. Oh. I'll (laughs) I'll take one thing and put it on my plate and then I'll eat that one thing. And get up? I don't want people to see me getting up more. I will stand by, I don't leave the food. I like that. I buy the food the whole entire time. I do not leave there. (laughs) So so what's the number? 12, 24? How many can you eat? Like I don't want people to see a bunch of stuff on my plate. I know how that is. I want to keep eating. I got mad at the lady at McDonald's because she gave me a large soda when I really wanted a medium. And she was like, what's wrong with me that like I didn't want this offering she was giving me? And it's because my mom always talks shit about people with a big soda. She'd be like, I made it. Look at them. They're so fat because they have their big soda. They drink it too much soda. <laughs> and I think I got stuck in my mind. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I don't want like a big soda. Or or like there'd be kids at the bus stop with like a two liter of Dr. Pepper. Mom was like, ah, this way they get it at diabetes. <laughs> oh my goodness. So your dad is dropping nuggets of knowledge while your mom is judging people. My dad. <laughs> Shit in your hands, not hope. No, because I'd be like, Dad, I really hope I get this for Christmas. It was like, well, you can hope in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up first. It means like... Hope's not a real thing. I don't think we should. It's about give doing that meaning. No, <laughs> no. It's, I think it's actually good advice. I think the more he I found, get, he found a colloquialism that matched what you asked. <laughs> That's true. He's not the most clever person, but um, he's adorable. But I think I think the advice there but that's is a ma- like he's the like the perfect. Like he's what we all ascribe to be, like what? like men, like he's the perfect man. Like that's what I mean, you don't know. You don't know Carl because <laughs> because that's what we all men would love a rolodex of generic responses to things <laughs> that women say. We would love that. Yeah, like he could start that book, like just. But hey he would guys, have stole here's it all. What you say when so, women say things. <laughs> but I think the whole point of it is is don't hope, just go do it. You know what I mean? Instead of like, you can make something happen or you can just sit hope around and hope is, all day. Hope is dangerous. Hope is dangerous without action. Like I said, especially for women. That's, hope is a woman's superpower. It really is. I don't have time to hope. That's why I'm just... Women, I'm just, women hope. Yeah, hope is a woman's superpower. Whether you know it or not, the stuff that gets a woman through is like that, that, possible, that possible future that they want, that possible outcome that they want. So they hold on to the possible outcome and then they plug forward. Like, even when it comes to dating, weight loss, career, everything. Women always like, that's why they do vision boards. Oh, Women come on. Women love to do vision, vision boards. boards. My vision board has come true. <laughs> like, the whole thing has. Women, like, they look at this futuristic stuff. Men don't do, we don't, Cause it's a we real don't th- visualize future. We don't do future. We like what we do in the day. But sometimes when you put it out there, it makes it happen. That is a side effect of hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. What do you hope for in the future? Where do you want to be in one year 
oh three years. God. I am living my dream, to be honest. Um, and that's not, it's a recent dream. I, comedy wasn't something I wanted to do at all. Right. Ever. I'm not a good, I don't like to be the center of attention, which is weird. It is my, weird. <laughs> for my career. But I uh, did not want to do comedy. Um, I fought it tooth and nail. Um, it, I was like doing, I was quote unquote doing comedy for about two years before I ever went after a gig myself. It was always just a snowball effect. <laughs> Bless you. Thank it you. was always just this snowball effect. Like it was never, it was never, oh man, all right, my next gig, when is that going to It was not, it was one gig led to another gig. Yeah. Somebody asked about it, then it led to another. Like I didn't ever like pursue I like Comment, that. Then I look up one day, I was like, oh shoot, people are giving me money for this, so I probably should like take it seriously. <laughs> oh, well, wait, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> but Mike, you're so sweet and endearing and kind that I'm like, good for you. Good for you, Mike. Good for you, Mike. Yeah, here, so, more. So it was so right now I have been on comedy full time for like four years. And I, just, I travel around the world for a living. Like, it's like, what else could I possibly want? Like, yes, there, you know, there are. There, <laughs> yes, I do want that. <laughs> but there are, like, degrees of comedy to where you can sell tickets based on your name and blah, blah, yeah. blah. So, yeah, there are things that I would like. I'm not satisfied, but I am happy. Like, I don't. Like, if I never move forward, if, if God never saw fit to promote me in comedy further than right now, I still would rather choose this as my avenue or my vehicle for making money than, you know, a mechanic or a teacher or, you know what I'm saying? Or a yeah. police officer, something clocking in to somebody's clock every day. So I, I you know, right now I'm, I'm making as much money as they are, but I do it by, you know, sleeping till one and, <laughs> and yeah, tickling that is people the at dream. nighttime. Like it's, it's, it's wonderful. It sounds like a really good place to be. And I feel like if you're in that zone, the right people, the right woman, the right everything will kind of come to you. I'm hoping. I still, ha- I still like. I- I'm great at giving advice, but my life is so unique. It's kind of tough for me to even fathom what that would even look like. What getting, what does dating look like for a guy who's on the road thirty weeks out of the year right. without a girl who's like completely batshit crazy and is like, yes, I'll go to Honduras Can you take on our somebody second on the date. Cruise? Yeah. Oh, you just don't have anybody to take? No, I have people to oh. take. It's just <laughs> nobody wants to do that early. Like, I don't want to take somebody just for taking somebody. I would love to take somebody as an avenue to get to know them. But it's like, who's like, I'm going to go spend seven days on a cruise with this dude I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's like, I uh, I definitely I definitely would like that. But, like, I don't even know. She would have to be bad shit crazy. She would have to be best crazy and be like, yeah, let's do it. Like, and I'm just like, I'm in love with you and me. So that and it just sets myself up because the second I get a girl to be like, yeah, let's go on a cruise and get to know each other. I'm but like, think about the person who is you. available. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're bad shit crazy. Too. You sleep. <laughs> That's so sweet though. But think about the person who can drop everything and go on a cruise with you. Is that who you want? It's almost like 
the guy, the whole thing with the women and the bad guys and how I'm breeding it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it well, might be I mean, similar. I guess it depends on how, why she's able to be free. I mean, because there's, there's a lot of scenarios. Maybe she, maybe she's a loser and doesn't have anything to do with her life. That's where my mind went. Or she's, you know, she has a state job and can work four tens and has a lot of paid time off built up. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, maybe yeah. she's one of those or successful yeah. or entrepreneur. Or you just need um, a hairdresser or something that could just move her clients to next week yeah. instead of that week or whatever the That's case is. That's a good point. It's out there. Entrepreneur, your own business owner. Yeah, I don't know. Owner. I honestly have no idea what it looks like, but I'm I think putting to, it out there, though, really helps make it happen. I'm hoping to first. <laughs> I do. It's gonna happen. Start me a vision board. Yeah, this podcast <laughs> is like a vision board. Um, where's home? I know you're traveling a lot, but where do you call home? Cleveland, Ohio. What? Yeah. People love Cleveland. Born and raised. Mama's boy. She's still there. I can't go nowhere. Oh, that's great. I love that too because you don't need to be in New York or LA. You can do comedy from Cleveland. I, I mean, well, it just depends on the type of career you want to have. If if you want to do, you know, movies, commercials, and stuff like that, or, or sure. TV show, then you, you know, you move. But you can be a working comedian from anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can be a working traveling comedian from anywhere. I'm on the world thirty weeks out of the year. I do cruises. I do colleges. I do my favorite clubs, and I do that from Cleveland. So. How's the comedy scene in Cleveland? Would they like It's me? pretty awesome. Um, we have about three clubs, four clubs within like an hour radius. So there's a lot of, and then there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, open mics. You can get up every night yeah. if you really want to. It's super, it's super, you know, saturated with good stuff. That's to good. do his comics. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a dope scene. The, the clubs themselves don't really nurture comics that much, but it's a lot of opportunities to get yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so I met you at Big Pine and Flagstaff. Do you go to other festivals, or can you recommend any other festivals? Or are um, you going to plan on going to other festivals this year? I believe 19? that going to festivals is also a talent. Picking the right ones, picking the ones that can benefit you either financially or career-wise. Uh, if you do a competition, you probably shouldn't do it to win. You should do it to be seen. Yeah. You know, uh, we were a couple of comics, and I were talking about this. Is we hate competitions. Yeah. But it's really the only way to guarantee people see you. Like, if it's not a competition festival, then you're just doing a bunch of shows around the city and hoping that somebody important sees you. Yeah. Unless you're just going to like comedy boot camp and just hanging out with other comics, you really have no guarantee that those industry that's there will see you. Sure. So as much as you hate competitions, it's really the only guaranteed way to get seen because you got to be judged. And if you make it to the finals, by the time you make it to the finals, everybody will have seen you. Yeah. So And just don't be a dick. As much as you hate competitions, it's probably the only way to really, you know, you go to one of these comedy boot camp things and you're like, okay, cool. This was fun. But What's all the industry, camp? it's just comics around other comics doing shows oh. and around the city. Um, I call it comedy boot camp, but. It's just kind of a networking festival. Like, people, you're just meeting people. Yeah. And if you're not good at meeting people, it's probably not going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> so I suck at meeting people. So, you know, I usually try to stay away from festivals that don't have some sort of element to where industry is forced to see me, like a competition or a best yeah. of the fest or something like that. Yeah. So you won best of fest, and that's why you're here. I you're did. You're performing I at won. House of Comedy this weekend. I am. That is, are you enjoying yourself? I am. I always, I, like I said, new is my thing. I love new. There's a new club, new city, so I'm loving performing, figuring them out. I love the the, the mental game between me and an audience and figuring them out. Ooh. Trying to, 
find out what they like, what they want. And, uh, I like the way you picture it as a game and like you like it. To me, I'm like, oh crap, please don't let them not hate me. Please let them not hate me. It's a stress for me. You know, it's a game. Every audience is different. Every town is different. Um, so you figure out, you get in front of them, you watch other comics, you figure out like, you know, co- to me, audiences are, you know, safes. Some people are good at cracking safes and some people are not. And um, until you're selling tickets on your name, Mm-hmm. You got to be able to entertain whoever's sitting in front of you. Yeah. So I like I like the I like the mental game of figuring the audience out and the instant gratification of did I do it right or not? Because <laughs> you know last night was a show where they did not want to be told jokes. They wanted to be accosted. Like they did, <laughs> they didn't want they like I told my first joke and it fell flat and they were just like nah we're not really here for jokes. So then I started talking to them to loosen them up more and they were like. They were loving that. You pick on people and like, oh, you guys relationship. Oh, that's weird. And, like, <laughs> and you just pick on people and like they were loving it. But then you told a joke and they're like, no. That's talk weird. to us more. Talk to us more. <laughs> so it's like it's just that game, that mental, that yeah. mental game of like, what do you people want from me? Well, it sounds like you figured it out. I like it. I like that game. Good for you. Um uh, <laughs> Sorry, joking. Um, <laughs> what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you, like at a show? Oh God! Because I imagine people get really stupid with you. Jeez, that is weird. Interesting. That's hard to to nail down to one. <laughs> or on a what if? Well, I want to know what the craziest thing you've ever seen on a cruise ship. Well, the cruises aren't like. We're the only people that have restrictions. The cruise ship are just people, and they're like yeah. drunk and on vacation, so they don't give a damn. They don't give a hot goddamn. Um, so it's uh, I've had dudes yelling out nasty stuff in kids shows. Oh my uh, god! I had a group of old ladies dressed up as minions uh, <laughs> and making noises, and I thought they were dying. Um, <laughs> it, it's uh, we had a fake little fire. Like it was so because cruise ships are so like uh they're like one hundred percent like completely reliant on the opinions of the people on the ship, so they like cater to them oh yeah desperately even when I've been in the wrong i i I am not proud of this, but like I got in trouble for like giving drinks because I had the unlimited package, package? Uh, and sharing it with the Amish girls on the cruise. There's like 10, 20. I have a joke about that, all the Amish girls that were on my cruise. And the lady kind of like told me I'm not allowed to do that. And I just was like, yep. I, I'm embarrassed about what I said. But what if what an asshole I was. But, and I was <laughs> in the wrong. But then they're just like, okay, like even though I'm breaking the rules, they know they're going to get their money on that drink package anyway, but... Yeah, um, no, they they definitely it, people on cruises are terrible. They they cater to you. They're very entitled, but they but the cruise ships breeze that they cater to you. They feel like you spent your money to be on. Want you to come back. We're going to ask you to give more money once you get on. So oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely uh, it's definitely so even like they had this little tiny little fire in the laundry room, and um, the lady came over to loudspeaker. She's like, I just want everybody to know. Everything's on fire. Um, 
<laughs> like she's That's like the worst thing freak, that can happen on like a she ship. Fli- like she freaked out. Like she was, she's this British accent, and she's just real. It sounded really intelligent and awesome when she said it, and like nobody was upset because it was said in a British accent. <laughs> she said it in a British accent, so nobody was upset. <laughs> but uh, she was like, "Listen, the laundry room's on fire. We got it handled, though. Just want y'all to know." You might not make it, <laughs> but she just but she she went on and said like something real polite like hey we have a small fire just want everybody to know da 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 because they were doing the codes over the last week code Bravo oh yeah a uh, you know people hey somebody get down here with some water so they were doing these little codes or whatever and then she came on and said it's a small fire blah 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 it's a small fire whatever and we'll let you know when when it's put out and I was like that's not. You shouldn't say that. You should say we had an incident or something. Right. But she was, and then so we're uh, the fire. The laundry room was on three. I'm on level two where they keep us. And do you get your own room? Yes. Okay. Well, the, the guest entertainers do. Yeah. So I go upstairs. Everybody, nobody wants to go upstairs because they don't. They want to walk past three, walk past the laundry room. So I'm like, ah. If I'm going to die, I want to see what's killing me. I'm not going <laughs> to stand out here and just wait to die. Um, but so I walked past three, and it was like a small little tiny little, like it wasn't even like. Did you see flames? It was No, it was like a it was like a Filipino dude vaping in the laundry room. Like it wasn't even a. <laughs> It wasn't even a, like a huge thing, and they like cold Bravo. Like it's little, it's little Mexican dudes running down the steps in these hazmat suits, is way bigger than them. So it's the the movement is uh, is unproportionate yeah. to their bodies. It's like this weird little oversized minion thing, and they're running down the steps in line with each other, and it's super weird. It's like you ever seen those dinosaur costumes where people were dancing yeah, in them? Yeah, like yeah. it's like that. It's super weird. So they're running down the steps, and then they get down the steps in there because they that's their job. It's they're the fire people on the boat, but they. They never get to do anything. Sure, they're like, it's time. They, they never get to do anything. So they're running down the steps like, yes, shit is on fire. Let's do it. And let's make ourselves useful. And then they run downstairs and they see this little tiny little <laughs> bin on fire. And they're like, y'all could have just like called Mike or something. And like, why did y'all have to bravo? Like, you just showed it with like a half cup of water would have solved this situation. <laughs> like, you could have just stopped to do like, all right. Like the cigarette is out, everybody's right. safe. And so, so she gets once everything's done, she gets back on the loudspeaker and like try to put everybody at ease with this little tiny fire. It's hilarious. People seen the fires laughing at her. Yeah, because she, but didn't she was see joking, the fire. right? No, she oh. didn't, she didn't see the fire. She had to go to the bridge. Like she's the cruise director, yeah. so she didn't go down to the fire. She went up to Wouldn't the bridge. Wouldn't that be fun to be a cruise director no, or the entertainment God, no, person? They work way too hard. I mean, yeah, they Seeing do. Seeing them firsthand, hell no. Nah. They are. They have to be smiling and, and directing like everywhere, shows. Yeah. And like, I don't have a personality for it. You may, you like are smiling all the time. So you may be able to do that, but that I don't have that job uh, stamina. <laughs> is a nightmare. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching them, and yeah, no, it's a nightmare. You're kind of a celebrity, and uh, so they are. Uh, she gets back to the loudspeaker. It's like uh, everybody. She using big college words like <laughs> the fire was extinguished, and I'm like. <laughs> Extinguish, really, Mandy? Like the That's fire? That's the right word. Like, no, you just put out the cigarette. Like, it's not. Let's let's not overblow it. Like, but yeah. That's hilarious. One time, um, you know, there's a lot of codes about a doctor. You know, somebody medical, any medical trained people. Not which I thought you're supposed to have that on the ship, but they had to um, air back somebody out. Well, wait, they had to like get. It, it turned out to be a crew member, like a, somebody who worked like in the engine or whatever room. But 
they basically had to meet the Coast Guard, and for an hour, the Coast Guard was trying to like line up next to the ship so they could do a transfer. Mm. And this guy's like on this thing. It was so scary. And they actually rerouted us back to like Miami to do that. And it actually worked out really. It worked out fine with like our, our itinerary. Mm. And I was glad to be back in the U.S. so that my phone would work. <laughs> um, and we watched that. There's a lot of weird things that happened to that. Though. Well, I've, I've seen a crew member go overboard before. <gasps> really? I mean, I didn't see them go overboard, but I was on the boat when somebody went overboard. They had, we went back. Did they get him? We went back to look for him. Actually, another cruise ship wait, got him. Wait, wait. Oh, another, okay. Another cruise ship got him 36 hours later. <gasps> what? Yeah, and he was alive and everything. Was it so a we Disney cruise back. that got him? Because yeah. I feel like I heard that story. I don't know. Is so it, what's funny is... Can you survive that? Apparently. I, I, he did, but I don't see how. I don't see how you're floating in the ocean for 24 hours. I can float pretty well. But for 24 hours? Like, you're like dinner. Like, isn't there stuff to eat? I don't think... That's the, that's the part. I don't know. And then it's cold water. The cold isn't good. Salt water. Yeah. So you're, you're like... you're like 24 hours is that long, though. I mean, it is. I prune in 30 minutes in the bathtub. Like... <laughs> And that doesn't have salt in it. Like, I feel like you're not... How did he go a, You're a different person. I think, he, I think he jumped or whatever. What's funny to me is they went out their way to get this dude back on the boat. Like, they went back to go pick him up. They looked for him. And then they fired him. I'm like... Well, yeah, because you're like a you're they're your why responsibility. Why would you go through all that just to fire somebody? Just you leave can't them have where them lost at. at sea. Send them a text message or something. Why and would if you, you piss go off back? a guest in a show, they're leaving you in Bermuda. Why would you, Honduras? Why would you get, go back, look, search, not find them, then somebody else find them? And you go back to get them from the other. But it's like not bruh. in a weird way, but he's like their award of like the cruise is responsible for the guests and the crew. Then you give them a second chance. Don't search for me. That's then fire True. me. Right. <laughs> Don't search for me if you're going to fire me. Just leave me where I'm at. Don't. It's kind of like girls that you try to date, right? Like they talk to you for a long time and then they don't. <laughs> Sorry. You like that? Let me try to bring that back around. Yeah, listen, girls are, man, y'all are unique. <laughs> That's true. Um, wow. This has been a lot of fun. You're so nice. And where can people find you? Um, In Cleveland. Come in Cleveland. Just knock on my door. I'm very approachable. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to stick to social media, that is at Mike Paramore Jr. on Instagram. And I think I'm just Mike E. Paramore on Facebook. And uh, Twitter's the same. I'm not on Twitter very much, but I'm trying I to get my Instagram get... numbers up. Do yeah. my Instagram, at Mike Paramore Jr. I think I follow you on Instagram, don't I? I'm not sure. Do I don't you? know. Maybe Wings with Friends follows you, but Mary Upchurch doesn't. Um, got to get on that. Gotta will you follow that. me back, Mike? I don't know. People always say that. I'm going to follow you back. And then I never say that. <laughs> um, I can't find It you. depends. Are you like really cute on your... I don't I don't follow any Didn't beautiful Didn't you see women. the jumpsuit I took a picture in yesterday? I don't follow any beautiful women. I don't want beautiful women popping up on my feet. That's fine. Throughout that, the day. And just that's fine. I'm just average. A non-functional human being just looking at naked women all day. I recorded yesterday with my good friend August, and she always gets these um, hot, like really custom made jumpsuits for her comedy. She's hilarious, and she goes, "You want one?" And I was like, "There's no way that's gonna fit." So I squeezed into this thing, and I look like uh, Michelin Man doing Elvis at a drag queen competition. I, all I see is boobs. I can't get past the boobs. That's probably why it's got a lot of likes from people who I haven't talked to in a long time. So I know, <laughs> you know what? I know you're watching. Listen. So that's why, um, 
So wait, where do we stand on this follow thing? You gotta accentuate your assets to bring them in. I do. It's my personality. Oh wait, is that you? Mm-hmm. Oh look at that. Oh look, I followed you. Sweet. But I feel like I already. You know what? I maybe it's just Facebook because I've seen. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I apologize that I'm not following you already. <laughs> That's fine. I only have like under 2,000 people, so there's a lot of people not following me. <laughs> Fuck them. Because I'm not good at social media. It's not their fault. It's my fault. Well, um, I really appreciate you um, being here with Wings with Friends today. I had the I'm best time. you asked. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. We will be talking to you soon. Please um, do. Please listen to this episode. I guess if you're listening to it, you're already listening. So, see, now I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, Mary, you're so stupid. Can we just start over? <laughs> just kidding. All right, thanks for being here, everybody. We'll see you later. Thank you, Mike Paramore. Thank you. Bye.